Hi, I'm Pastor Adam, and you're listening to the Orange United Methodist Sermon Podcast. We're a church in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, that wants to help you find your place in God's story. And we hope this sermon can guide you along that journey. Visit orangemethodist.org to find out more information about location, service times, upcoming events, and ways to give. We hope you enjoy. This morning, we are continuing our sermon series on the Lord's Prayer. And so our scripture comes to us from Luke's Gospel, the 11th chapter, beginning in verse 1. Hear now God's word. He was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us, and do not bring us to the time of trial. And he said to them, suppose one of you has a friend and you go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. For a friend of mine has arrived and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, do not bother me. The door has already been locked and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, He will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if the child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Pastor Corey. I'm Adam Seat. I'm the lead pastor here at Orange. And what a great week this has been with BBS. It was so exciting every day to see the children here gathering in this space, to, to hear the excitement and to watch the leaders, the volunteers. Folks, I'm telling you, it was energizing to watch the volunteers and the way that they helped lead these children. They'd be up here on stage dancing. Even Brad was dancing. It was amazing. Jan Holland, you are a dancing woman. You are gifted. It was so exciting, though, to see every day uh, the, the excitement and joy on the faces, well, the eyes of the children as they were wearing their mask. But it was so awesome to be able to experience that. And so I was so thankful to be able to be a part of that and to see the, the excitement and the love of God these children demonstrated, and also the volunteers and the leaders, so that was so great. And then today, to get to come together to worship and praise God on Father's Day. So happy Father's Day to those fathers, and we give thanks for our fathers. What a great uh, day to be able to just be together to worship and praise. And today, at the final part of the service, we're going to send off our middle school youth as Pastor Brad is taking them off on a mission trip, uh, leaving this, this morning. And so we're excited for that. What a great day. What a day to be able to celebrate what God has done, what God is doing, 
and what he's going to do in the time to come. So let's go to God in prayer once again. God, we give thanks for this day, the opportunity to be together, to worship and praise you, to recognize how we are your children, to recognize the love that you have for us and the love that we are to share with all the world. And so, Lord, as we give thanks for your holy word as it has been read, we ask now that you would speak to us once again by the power of your Holy Spirit. Would you transform the words that proceed from my mouth and as they fall upon our ears and penetrate our hearts, may they be changed into the word of God that we need to hear today. We pray this in the name of Jesus and through the power of the Holy Spirit and all of God's people said, Amen. Friday afternoon, I had the opportunity to go to Fuquay Verena, uh, to Fuquay Verena United Methodist Church. There was the ordination services for those that are being ordained as elders within our conference. We had annual conference this year online, virtually. It was strange, but once again, this is the world we're in now. However, for ordination, it was important to be present because there at the ordination services, the bishop lays hands on the one that is being ordained. And we can track that, that lineage of, uh, I can look back at the, at the bishop who ordained me, and we can find the bishop that ordained him, and the bishop that ordained him, and it goes all the way back to John Wesley, and so we can track all of that. So it was important to be able to be present, and I had some some young pastors that were being ordained that I've had a part of their journey. And to, it was exciting to get to see and witness it. But it also made me realize how old I am. I mean, uh, just last night, my wife and I went to go see a, a band that I listened to when I was in high school. And I realized as I'm looking around and seeing nothing but gray hair or no hair. And I realized, wow, they're old. And then I realized, I'm old. And it makes me think about hearing about this time that an old pastor was going from Sunday school to Sunday school, going in to visit with each of the different classrooms. And the pastor went into the youngest, uh, the kindergarten class, and he asked those children, what have you been learning in here, in this class? And they started telling him all sorts of things. We've learned that God has created the heavens and the earth and everything around. It's like, very good. That's wonderful. One spoke about Jesus, how they, Jesus died for them to forgive them and offered them forgiveness for their sins. Oh, very good. And one child spoke up and said, I learned that God's name is Harold, which the pastor was confused by. And he said, what do you mean? He said, oh, yeah, we pray it all the time. Our Father who art in heaven, Harold, be thy name. You know, we are reminded sometimes that children have unique ways of understanding who God is. I'm reminded again of another child that said that God's name was Andy because they had heard it sung at church. Andy walks with me. Andy talks with me. Andy tells me I am his own. You know, we don't know what the full name of God is. All we know from the scriptures is when Moses asked, who do I tell them is sending me? God replies and he says, I am, I am. Another translation would be, I am the one who is, I am. YHWH is the way that the, 
the Jews would refer to the name of God. It was such a sacred and holy name. It was a name not to be used, not even to be spoken. And so they just gave the four initials, the four letters to be able to offer the name of God. It was a name that was so sacred and holy. In fact, God gave as one of the Ten Commandments that you were to not use the name of God in vain. You shall make no wrongful use of the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not acquit anyone who misuses his name. God's name, it was to be set apart. It was to be different. It was holy. It was certainly not to be used as an exclamation and not used lightly in vows or promises. But the name of God is something to be hallowed. And honored. And as we're in this series about the Lord's Prayer, we're trying to take into consideration everything that we pray in the Lord's Prayer. Because in that prayer, it's so easy for it to become such a habit that we don't even pay attention to what we're actually saying. I mean, this kind of thing happens to us all the time. You may be feeling miserable, but you'll pass by somebody in the grocery store and they say, Hey, how are you doing? You're like, I'm great. No, you're not. But we just say it. We say things all the time that we don't really mean. It just is habit. And sometimes we pray the Lord's Prayer because it's been written on our hearts. We learned it as a child. And it's just something that we say. But we really don't even pay attention to the words that we're saying. And so we wanted to take some time, several weeks, to go through this prayer. And to really, hopefully, try to give us something to think about. When we actually are praying. Last week, we began with our Father who art in heaven. And it was the opportunity for us to be reminded that as we say our Father, Jesus could have told it could have said, My Father, your Father. No, it's our. We're in unity. We're together with Him, and that we are children of God. And that being a child of God means that God looks upon you. He loves you so much that there's nothing you could do to be separated from his love. We were reminded of what it means to be children of God. And so today we're looking at hallowing, hallowed be thy name. Now, how do we hallow or honor or demonstrate that, that respect for the name of God. Well, yes, it is. Part of it is in respecting the name by not abusing the name of God, that we would not just throw it out there on a whim, but it would be that something that we respected. But it goes even deeper than that. To be able to respect or to honor the name of God, it comes into the way that we live. In Ephesians, Paul writes in chapter 1, verses 3 through 6 Blessed be God. And Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, and just as he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless before him in love, he destined us for adoption as his children through Jesus Christ, according to his good pleasure of his will, to the praise and the glorious grace that he freely bestowed upon us in the Beloved. There, we're, we're taught that we have been adopted. We are the children of God. He has adopted us, brought us into the fold. 
He has chosen us. He's called us. And we become Christians. The word Christian, the etymology of it goes back to identifying those little Christ. And so if you say that you're a follower of Christ, you are a Christian, that means that you are a physical representation. You are a little Christ. We're God's children. Just as we were created in God's image, we are the children of God. All of my life, it's so fitting on this day to tell this, all of my life I have loved puns. I'm sorry. Dad jokes on Father's Day, it's just the way it is. All of my life I I have loved puns. I got it from my dad. And it was funny because I would love to, I would practice puns, believe it or not. I mean, this is how sick. I really am. I would practice puns. I would think of one word and try to think of how many puns I could come up with regarding that one word. It's horrible. It's, trust me, it's a terrible thing. My wife, pray for her because she still has to put up with it because what began as a child has continued all the way to this point in life. And it's, it, it truly is a sickness. You have no idea how many times as I'm preaching, I have to st- say to myself in my head, Adam, stop, stop, don't do it, don't do it, don't go there. And I still do so many times. And in fact, my favorite puns are the ones that I say and nobody gets. I love that part. I, I, I wear it with pride later in the day that, ooh, I threw that one and nobody even noticed. Yes. What's so funny is now, My sons are 23 and 21, and when I talk to them, it's so funny every now and then to begin to hear them and their puns. You know, they're they're good. I mean, they're better than mine, which isn't hard to be, but to hear their puns. And when somebody is around us, they can see it. They say, oh, no doubt that's your kid, not because of his stunning good looks, which would be obvious, But because of the way that they act, the way that they speak, they say, surely that is your child. You know what Jesus said? That we would be identified not by following every law that is found in the Old Testament, the 613 laws that the Jewish people had to observe. He didn't say that we would be known as his followers, as his children, by the ways that we just avoided all bad things. He said, you, they would know that you are mine by what? Your love. By the way that you live and the way that you love. You know what? That's the way that we live out being God's children. That's the way we honor his name. That's the way that we honor the name of God, by the way that we love, by the way that we live. It's not by all the things that we avoid and all the things we don't do. It's by what we do. That's what our youth are doing today as they leave for a mission trip. That's what our volunteers in this church do when they go out and help feed the hungry as they did this past Thursday. That's what we do. That's the way that we honor God's name is by through, through the way that we show the love of God to one another. And when we pray that prayer, our Father who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Don't just think about it in the context of not using the Lord's name in vain. Think about it in the context. The way that we live a life that brings honor to that name. 
It gives me such joy when somebody hears a pun from my sons and says, that must be your son. How much joy must it bring God when he sees the love, the sacrificial love that you willingly offer to somebody else? And God looks upon that and they say, surely you must be a child of God. Folks, I invite you. Let's honor the name of God through the way that we live and through the way that we love. Let us pray. God Almighty, we give thanks for the incredible love that we have received from you. Is that same incredible love that we then can share with others. People will know that they are receiving your love through the way that we demonstrate that. And so, God, may we honor your name. May we bring glory to your name through the way that we live a life that demonstrates this faithfulness, that demonstrates this heart of compassion, this heart of grace, this heart of mercy, this heart for you. And so, Lord, pour out your Holy Spirit upon us in a way that sends us forth to be able to show that love to all the world. We pray these things today in the name of Jesus and through the power of the Holy Spirit and all of God's people said, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. Please join us again next week. In the meantime, you can find us online at orangemethodist.org.